Together, growing in faith, changing communities. Dear friends, today I would like us to reflect on the second letter of St. Paul to Timothy, chapter 4, from verse 6 to verse 8. And also to look briefly at Matthew, chapter 16, from verse 13 to verse 19. We celebrate the solemnity of uh, Peter and Paul, the two great apostles, and I am moved when one reads Second uh, Timothy chapter 4. Peter, or rather Paul, is at the point where he says, I am already at the point of being sacrificed. The time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. I'm looking at Paul and I'm, I'm, I'm amazed at what God has actually done with this incredible human being. I am looking at transformation at its best. I'm remembering Saul as a young man fired up with zeal for God, with zeal for the law, who was a Pharisee, who was a, a young Jewish man, who went out and the first time we encounter Saul is at the death of Stephen, the first martyr. We are told in the scriptures that when they had stoned Stephen to death, they took his clothes and they laid them at the feet of a young man called Saul. And immediately we are told how Saul went to the chief priest seeking for permission to go and bring to books the people of the way. I'm, I'm amazed because I know that Saul did that out of the goodness of his heart and he believed that what he was doing was to follow the law and therefore he believed what he was doing was good. But we know that on the road to Damascus, Saul has an encounter with God. He sets out to go to bring the people of the way in order to arrest them and if it needs be, they can be killed and Saul is quite okay with that. But along the way, he encounters Jesus Christ. And that becomes a life-changing moment for Saul. When he encounters Jesus Christ in his life, his life changes forever. Two dramatic things take place there. He is struck by the lightning, which renders him blind, but secondly, which throws him off the ground. And these two Dramatic experiences are important. He gets off his high horse. So there is a shift of movement from where he was to where he is called to be. And I think in, a, in, 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 in the most powerful way, that's what our lives should be. He moves from where he was on top of the horse and is struck down to the ground. And I am reminded of our first parents, Adam. The word Adam comes from Adama, which means ground, soil, earth. Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. And so at the moment of Saul's conversion, the Lord reminds him of who he is. He reminds him of who he is destined to be. And isn't that the call for all of us as children of God. That sometimes I can go wayward. 
sometimes I can do things that are not of God. And God says to me, but that's not what I want for you. That's not what I planned for you. That's not what I have called you to become. That's the first and most dramatic experience. The second one, which is equally dramatic, is he goes blind. Now, how can a young man full of life, full of good sight, upon meeting Jesus, go blind? How can Jesus, who's opened the eyes of the blind in the past, strikes this man this time and he renders him blind? There's something symbolically important in this. Was Saul always blind or was he blinded by Jesus? Well, there are many ways in which we can look at it. In himself, he may have thought, I'm okay, everything is well, what I'm doing is right. And I'm justified in doing that which I am doing. But you and I know, as Saul later on realizes, that he was blind. Blinded by the law, blinded by his uh, interpretation of the law, blinded by his upbringing. And dear brothers and sisters, to a large degree, some of us, if not all of us, have made mistakes. Where we thought we were right, have made mistakes and blunders where we thought we were justified. And the Lord says, that's not true. So when Saul is struck by blindness, is the Lord rendering him blind? Or is the Lord saying to him, you've been blind. And I'm remembering this beautiful song, Amazing Grace. When I was lost, you found me. It was that grace that found me when I was in darkness and it gave me light. What an amazing grace God has given us in our lives. And so when Saul is struck with uh, lightning and with blindness, the Lord brings him a man who will heal him. And somehow Saul becomes a, a student, a learner, a disciple, a child who depends on someone else for his life. And Saul changes and he, he, he has an encounter with God and he's fired up and he goes up to Jerusalem and the, the, the apostles do not re realize or do not even accept him and they, they chuck him out. And he's not accepted by his own brothers and sisters. That is so true in our own lives that sometimes we want to change, sometimes we want to do good and people seem not to accept us. They seem not to believe that we have truly changed they don't give us another chance. Maybe we've asked one too many, but they just write us off. But what does Saul do? He continues to believe in God and he preaches the word of God. What I find absolutely amazing, he goes first to his own brothers, to the Jews, and he preaches to them and they, they reject him. They just don't want him. Have you ever been to your own home, to your own people, to your own friends, and they reject you? Your own mother, your own father doesn't like you. Your own siblings are not talking to you. That you've become a, a lone ranger. That you cannot visit home. Not because it is far away. It is just down the road. You cannot call them. Not because you don't have airtime. They just don't want to talk to you. You may be going to the same church, but you're not talking to each other. Have you ever experienced that you are married to someone that you no longer know because you are not talking to each other. You fight all the time. You have children together. And the only thing that brings you together is to talk about children. But even that, 
brings about fight amongst yourselves. Have you ever become alien to your own self? Where you hate who you are. You hate what you've been. You hate everything that represents you and your family. And Saul experiences that with the new church. The people that he expects to love and to accept him, but out of fear, they cannot accept him because they don't think he has changed. Have you ever gone through an experience where you yourself have not accepted someone else because you were deeply hurt by what they did or said to you? Have you ever experienced where you find it absolutely hard to love someone in your family, in your marriage, in your life? Have you ever experienced the difficulties of forgiving and moving on with life? And every time you try to forgive and to move on, you find that you are hurt all the more. This is what Saul experiences. But I also find it absolutely interesting that he persists in the faith. In Timothy today, he says to Timothy, my son, I have, I have, never forget that, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. It is not often important how we begin. What is the most important thing is how we end. When he says, I have fought the good fight, he has finished it. He has finished this race. He has come to the end of his life where he can see God face to face. And he argues and he says, Lord, I'm at peace. The last point I want to talk about is found in Peter. When, Peter, when Jesus says to Peter, to Simon John, you are Peter. On this rock, I will build my church. Imagine God saying the same thing to you. He calls you by name. And he says, in you, I have a plan. In you, I have a purpose. In you, I have a goal. And it, it makes me appreciate even all the greater, the more, how God has created you and I for a purpose. How God wants you to achieve the greatness in your life. How God has called you to be the best person you can ever be. Never ever give up on yourself. And he says, no gates of Hades will overpower you. No devil in hell will prevent the plans I have for you. My brothers and sisters, I beg you for God's sake, I beg you in the name of Jesus, do not give up because God has not given up on us. He has not given up on you. He will never give up on you because he says, I have created you for my own. I have made you for myself and nothing in hell will stop the blessing. May Almighty God continue to inspire us to ourselves. May the Virgin Mother, the Queen of Heaven, the intercessor, the one who precedes before us and he goes to God as an example of faith, May she pray for us. May our Lord Jesus Christ bless us, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.